0: all right everybody welcome back to another episode of fintech friday i've got to tell you uh, this is like our 41st or 42nd episode and i'm nervous i I've, this is like going back to my first one or two where i've got uh some butterflies i'm excited to have dave savage founder and ceo of mortgage coach join welcome dave
1: Hey, it's it's good to be here, and I I love the name FinTech Friday, and I love that you're doing this podcast, and it's an honor to be here.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, like I said, we we recorded 40 plus of these, and it's become a labor of love. <laughs> and uh, as you know, just making sure you setting aside the right time and to to do these things, it's sometimes challenging with with uh, day jobs and life in general, but. I, I've, I've said this on a couple of shows. I I get more out of this, I think, than anybody else. I get a chance to learn about either products, technology, or people through this process. And uh, you're one of the you're one of the gurus in this space, man. You've been kind of on the You've been you've been doing this longer than anybody in terms of getting out there and kind of building an audience and adding value beyond. The unbelievable value that that mortgage coach brings to the industry, and so for that, I just want to thank you because you kind of blaze the trail for uh guys like me that are trying to, you know, figure out how to have an audience. So thanks for thanks for doing what you do.
1: Well, it's a as I'm sure you've learned. I mean, it is a labor of love, and while I I love to read books, usually audiobooks, and listen to podcasts. You know the most value I get is when I'm interviewing someone, so and learning. And I love how you said it: products, people, and tech. So uh, there's a lot of value to be had doing things like this.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it is it, it's been a riot for me. I've gotten to meet some people that uh, you know over over the last year. Now I've considered friends in business, and uh, that's pretty cool. So let's let's dive in. I've got like a million different ways we can we can go through this here this morning and uh i want uh i want to start really by for those that don't know dave savage and those that don't know mortgage coach which i gotta believe there's there's only a handful of those type of people out there you guys are doing some awesome stuff maybe just share quickly kind of how you got into the industry and then how mortgage coach came to be
1: Wow. We could probably do a podcast and someone should do it on mortgage stories. You know, how did you, how'd you get into the business? I think that would be a fun podcast. Oh,
0: there's an idea.
1: For any content creator out there, uh, that's still to be done, you know, getting people's backstory to get in the mortgage business. Cause I don't think, um, people go to college to do it. And I don't think, uh, <laughs> there's, there's just a, a direct path into the mortgage industry. So I, um, I was working at smart and final, to make enough money to put myself through college and in uh, school was really tough for me. I'm, you know, I am ADD. I mean, the, the world is ADD, but I, I am the kid that took Ritalin in sixth grade and I really am ADD and I'm dyslexic and school was rough. Uh, but I, I, I actually wanted to be a, a developer, you know, like that was kind of my path at that point. Uh, and I, and I didn't come from a family of money. So uh, I need to figure out how to get other people's money to do that. And, and, uh, one of my good friends, Jim Garten, who we worked together at uh, smart and final together, and we were stocking shelves and he's like, Hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. What are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm going to happy hour with my girlfriend. And she worked for an escrow company and her best friend was Dory. And she was a processor for a mortgage broker, Mel Samick. And, uh, Mel Samick drove up in a Mercedes, you know, when you're young, like, oh, he's rich. There's the rich guy. And, and he paid for drinks. Whoa, what's this <laughs> guy do? What's what's Mel do? Oh, he helps people, you know, he loans people money to buy houses. And I'm like, oh, I need to know this dude. Uh, so, so I mean, I, I cold called Mel the next day. And I, I don't think I actually said I'll work for free, but I think I was putting that I'll work for free energy out. And uh, he hired me and I became a mortgage broker. And Within three months, I think on my third month, I made like ten thousand dollars, which was more than I made working, yeah. you know, really hard graveyard shifts uh, at Smart and Final. And so I, I became a mortgage broker, and uh, and so that was how I got in the mortgage business. Uh, thank you, Mel Samick. Uh, that was the major gift in life to fall into this amazing business. And and then I, I was, um, you know, searching for that magic. Pill that silver bullet uh to to differentiate myself i mean i I grew up in huntington beach i and I loved punk rock music, so I had kind of spiky hair and I was in my twenties and and uh you know I was insecure around um do business with me you know hey give I remember the first time I asked someone for their social security number I mean that was scary like what's your social yeah. security number you know I, like who am I to ask someone for their social security number uh but but anyways the fast track, the mortgage code story was I had landed about three years in the business and I had become pretty successful pretty quick because I worked really hard and, and people trusted me and I, you know, had mail to make sure we could close loan on time. And, um, but I had landed on this value proposition that my advice makes a difference. And that was, that was, I wanted to be able to say that to someone. And then I wanted that to be something tangible and so, uh, you know, this is before the word fintech existed, to the best of my knowledge. Right. I don't think SAS, the word SAS had been invented. I certainly had never heard these words. Um, I actually don't think they had been invented yet. Uh, and uh, but it, it was all about, you know, could I all on one sheet of paper show someone mortgage options, show that someone the total cost of those options over time and then show strategies like, hey, if you took this loan and. So to of that loan and you prepaid the mortgage, you could save yourself hundreds of thousands of dollars and pay off your house 10 years faster. And so that was, that was it. You know, I just, I landed on that concept, that advice, and that led to the, to the mortgage coach mission.
0: Which is awesome. I mean, I, I kind of heard bits and pieces of that, that story, that journey. And I always imagined a, a guy, an originator kind of, this mad scientist building kind of building out this, this presentation, right. And kind of perfecting it in, in his own business. And maybe a few other loan officers that are watching on the side with this guy's doing are like, Hey man, I'd like to use that. And uh, it, It's amazing to, to, to hear mm. someone that was a practitioner, right. That was in right in the weeds, kind of at the street level, facing off with consumers, building a tool that, that became your calling card. It, it, it's it's who you are, right? Mortgage coach, people. It, that that the the name just means so much in so many different ways. Uh, when did you kind of when did you move from originating to kind of building a business around this, and then building, you, you know, the the coaching side of the too, and getting into that kind of aspect of it?
1: So I'll try to tell those two stories quick. So so the I mean the the launch of Mortgage Coach. You know when I originally built mortgage coach, I mean I had no concept that i'd become a full time technology entrepreneur it was It was literally to take something that I had figured out how to do with excel spreadsheets and hb twelve c and and do and I was trying to scale my mortgage company um, mortgage store, um, which became mortgage link I think it was mortgage link when I actually created mortgage coach and and I wanted to to make it so that literally and i you know the Greg Wexler, who was my co-founder, I said, "I want this to be so easy that I can hire a waiter or a waitress into the mortgage business, and they could fill this thing out. They could learn it in 15 minutes, and they could do it in five minutes or less, and they could deliver this total cost analysis thing." And and Greg's like, "Oh, that'd be about 25 grand." I'm like, "You know," and I made really good money at that point, so that was that was a no brainer. Like, done. Let's go. And uh, he created it. I think he created an Access, yeah, yeah, Microsoft Access <laughs> back in the day, and uh and I and after he got done doing it, I was like, oh, you know, that like that makes my job easier, but no, you know, that's that's not a lot easier to learn than a HP 12c and all this. And he goes, well, it's gonna be like a hundred grand, and I was like, oh, okay, that's not a <laughs> no brainer. And I go, how about this? I go, I'm speaking at Sales Mastery, and I think it was like six months out. And telling my story, and I know other loan officers are going to want this thing. How about we do a handshake deal, and um, you'll get the 100 grand. Like, whether I have to pay it to you or whether, I think we can sell this thing at Sales Mastery. And, uh, I mean, I had no expectations that I would, you know, sell it all at yeah. Sales Mastery. I thought, but I just knew that over six months, he'd get his 100 grand. Uh, and he's like, let's go. And so we created it. I told my story at Sales Mastery in nineteen. 19- Ninety-six, around <laughs> August of nineteen ninety-six, maybe. And as I walked off stage, about one hundred and seventeen loan officers. Well, I don't know. I, I tell the story every time different. It was one hundred seven or one hundred seventeen. We're going to go with one hundred seventeen because it's a bigger number, and I'm a sales guy. Yeah, inflation. Yeah, and I'm a sales guy. You know, we always tell the big number. Uh, but but we we sold it for nine hundred ninety-five dollars, and we sold 117 of them, and. My wife, who was a realtor at the time, you know, was in the in the booth, and, you know, mortgage coach was born. Uh, so that that was that, and it was, uh, I think it was um, June of 2020, excuse me, June of 2000, when I, I really had gone through a rough spot in the mortgage business um, and had lost a lot of money, and, you know, my big company with, I think I had over 100 loan officers at one point, uh, just wasn't as fun as mortgage coach. And I, I did an earn out with my partner, um, Patrick, um, Farron and, and I went full-time tech guy and left the mortgage business as an operator. And it did pretty, pretty well, you know, from 2000 to 2007, it was, you know, we're killing it. I mean, we, yeah. we loan officers loved it. People would call up and they'd say, Hey, is this that software that Tim Raheem uses? Yep. <laughs> I want it. Is this that software that Barry B uses? Yep, I want it. And and I I really sold Mortgage Coach because some of the most elite successful mortgage professionals in America used Mortgage Coach, and people signed up and killed it. And then the meltdown came along, and I learned how many people used our software and how many people didn't. Yeah, because uh, we lost seventy percent of our our revenue, maybe more than that actually. And and then coming out of the meltdown. I was really clear that no one, like no one was doing sales meetings. Leadership was scarce. And and I uh, said, you know what? Every Tuesday, nine o'clock, I'm going to do the best sales meeting in the mortgage business. And I'm going to, and I had all these, because I was a top professional and I had all these elite loan officers as users. And I said, you know what? Just every week I'm going to interview a different, you know, I don't know what production we did back in the day, but let's just say, North of a hundred million by today's standards. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna interview this hundred million dollar producer at nine AM Pacific and and it's gonna be the best sales meeting in the mortgage business. And I'd never heard the word podcast, you know. Um <laughs> I don't remember when YouTube started, but I don't I didn't use YouTube when I started this. And that was probably two thousand and ten, maybe, when I did the first mortgage coach um interview, and here we are, you know, twenty Twelve years later, and still yeah. going strong.
0: Yeah, they're amazing. It's uh, from my where I sat in a you know before coming to FinLocker um, at Flagstar, where I ran the TPO business. I would I remember being on you know tuning in and and, and checking out the uh, the show. I mean, it was like first of all, the 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 guests, as you said, were top producers. So from my seat at the time, it was like. I got to make sure we're talking to these guys because these are right. business Yeah, officers. they
1: were like Please. leads. They were leads. <laughs> yeah.
0: But there's always, you know, you, what I've, I'm a constant learner. And so I love learning from people that, that have fought it out and, and built businesses through through tough times. And you're, the, the, the guests that you have, the, the, the stories you guys kind of talk about just resonate and make so much sense. So let's fast forward to kind of today where we – fintech is a word. SaaS is a word. Um, and I think now it's all about how do, you, how do you scale this business that you built back in the 90s, right? How, how, have, you, how have you leveraged technology to really scale your business and, and, and deliver it kind of to the masses, So I think people will be interested in kind of the process that uh, a a tech builder goes through to get to that kind of scalability point.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, first of all, any SaaS people, you know, listening, whether you're a new founder, well, let's just speak first to the new founder. I I always say, because I get calls, and I'm sure you do too, from people that have an idea and they're starting it. And I'm like, you know, call me when you get, well, first of all, I always take the calls and I always help them because I, you know, I started once upon a time and, Remember every person that helped me at different stages of my business. So, you know, if you need some help, I'll always take a call with a, with an entrepreneur and a SaaS tech founder. Cause, you know, you got to give back and you got to help people. But, you know, getting that first hundred customers is where you, you really figure out, Hey, do I have something that scales that enough people want? And, and I mean, like users, you know, I didn't mean yeah, like you got to yeah. have a hundred lenders and enterprise clients. I mean, you know, a hundred loan officers that like it, use it. They're willing to pay money for it. And during that process, you figure out, you know, one, do you have the right product? Two, do people is it priced, and can you support it? Um, you know, but today I think, you know, and 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 really where I'm at with Mortgage Coach is we design Mortgage Coach around the consumer experience. We design Mortgage Coach around the mortgage experience of the future. And and, and guys, it's it's mobile, it's tech. You know, people, yeah. you know, human beings and all over the world, but here in America, live on these devices. They, you know, they cash, COVID practically killed cash. I can't remember the last time I paid cash for something. Um, you know, the only time I have cash in my pocket is when I go to Vegas. Uh, <laughs> or when I, you know, have enough to give tips in a hotel. Yeah, uh, Which they got to fix that, guys. We're looking for an entrepreneur to make it so we don't have to carry cash at um, hotels and stuff. To take. I actually don't.
0: I never carry cash, and so at the hotel, I'm not embarrassed by it. But but I found that every you know person in a hotel that you would engage with that would normally take a tip via cash, they're totally good cool with getting a tip through Venmo. Yeah,
1: no, I and I I do that. My wife, you know, makes me you know, hey, here's some money. Make sure you tip everybody. I'm like, all right, <laughs> and I and I still try to Venmo. But the you know the the point I'm making, you know, it's a device. Um, world, it's a platform yeah. world, and and so you know today with Mortgage Coach and Sales Boomerang, uh, you know we we um, brought on a private equity partner last year, LLR Partners. Uh, oh yeah, I want to
0: go there in a minute.
1: Yeah, so so but where I was going with that is you you, you need to build experiences around the mortgage experience, um, the digital mortgage experience, and then you know the other thing I'm super passionate about is it people don't get loans because they want loans. People get loans because they want homes, you know? Right. And 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 this is where you and I share a lot as technology entrepreneurs is, you know, the, the home, it is the biggest asset that most, you know, 90, 95% of consumers, it's the biggest financial planning decision they ever make. And it is, it is where, you know, their net worth is created. And so to me, I think as an industry, we need to do a better job of... Uh, Creating experiences so that one consumers understand home ownership. You know, they they understand the path, the wealth building opportunity, and and so we're bringing more families into home ownership. And then we're you know, when families do have home ownership, we're helping to manage that right. home ownership, and and managing that home ownership is both equity and debt. You know, and I mean, at Mortgage Coach right now, we're we're really focused on looking at not just mortgages, but car loans, credit card loans, student loans, looking at the entire debt structure and how can we help a family optimize the combination of debt and equity to have financial freedom to achieve that goal. So, you know, those are, those are some thoughts of where it's going. And that's, you know, that's definitely how we think, like, how can we with our, um, our mission with our, um, customers, how can we help families, Build wealth faster, and optimize you know debt and equity.
0: I love it. it I, I'm gonna we're gonna come back to LLI in a minute because that's another great you know storyline or milestone for kind of your journey, right? Um, but I, I've heard you talk a lot lately about this convergence of tech and digital um, and relationship, right? It's it's not enough to have great tech. It's certainly not enough to 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 be the greatest loan officer that doesn't leverage any technology. It's bringing it's bringing the two together. I think that that you talk a lot about it's going to that creates value for the consumer and and creates a sustainable business model for the, the mortgage professional. Maybe talk a little bit about kind of your view on on where digital and technology kind of intersects with the interpersonal play that. That the, that the true professionals, local professionals have in their markets.
1: Gosh, we could do a whole podcast or two on that, and I would love to talk more with you about that. But, I, I mean, well, first I would, I would talk that, you know, what we teach, what we advocate, which is part of our mission, is this, you know, be the captain of the wealth team. Because it's not just mortgage, it's mortgage, it's real estate, it's CPA, it's financial planner, it, you know, it's all financial services, life insurance agents, you know. All the local referral-based professionals that surround a consumer, uh, that that help them, and and I and I do think we're all in it together, and and I'm not saying you know like I I don't think that you know the pure digital um, financial service companies, uh, you know the big brands that do mortgages, you know I don't think they're the enemy. Uh, of course, they're competitors. Like if you're a local referral-based professional, you know you you, you know you, probably the you know, the big online tech-focused companies have lower rates, but they don't – so I think it's it's more important than ever that as local providers, I, I, I really passionately believe you you must – you have to be a coach and or advisor. And I personally don't know the difference – well, I do know the difference between coach and advisor because I – when I founded Mortgage Coach, I, I owned the domain Mortgage Planner, and I owned the name Mortgage Coach, and I picked – mortgage coach. So I, I had a thesis around that. It was a really tough decision that took weeks to like, Hey, are we going to be mortgage planner or are we going to be mortgage coach? And I, and I think I even had like loan advisor, maybe I had loan advisor too, but I, 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 bet on mortgage coach, but I, I think, um, you know, when it comes to people in relationships, I would just advocate for every, uh, mortgage executive. Uh, how, how do we, how do we connect you know, that that wealth team together on behalf of the consumer to help right. the consumer, you know, build wealth, achieve financial freedom with with mortgage, house, and debt, you know? So I, I think that's super important.
0: Yeah, one of the, one of the things, things that's been super cool, cool to watch kind of the evolution of your, your platform, platform is, you know, it truly today is kind of a life that's uh, a platform for life for that to, to connect the, the originator and their customer. Right. Right. And not like you're a you know, one and done, get a transaction done, and then the platform goes away. I love the aspect that you bring in the rest of the debt. And it's a constant kind of analysis and optimization, as you said, what is the best next, next best thing financially for this family as it relates to their, their debt and their equity and, and their goals going forward. So um, I, I got to imagine that as that has evolved, that probably uh, helped you as you, uh, you you talk a little bit about the, uh, the LLR, private equity investment in the company. And this is a good pivot to that because it's a great part of the story, right? You, you, you were a, a, a garage-type invention, right? You're, right. A uh, laboratory founder, invention. Founder-funded, I like to call it. <laughs> Founder-funded, right. Um, maybe just share kind of what that process looked like for you as you uh, evaluate it taking on this capital and partnering not only with llR but with uh, with Alex and the team at sale Boomerang, which big fan of, of, of the team and the platform and uh, all things uh, combined I think it's such a great lo- logical great story but just tell us kind of how that all came about and as a founder, how you went through that? Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I've had
1: opportunities to, you know, everything from sell mortgage coach to bring in capital for, you know, many years, and and I, I always kind of resisted it or turned down deals because I felt that we hadn't had a full proof of concept, and that if we, you know, we, you know, heck, I back in the day pre meltdown, you know, Sig Anderman at Ellie May. Made a real strong push at buying Mortgage Coach and I, I passed on it, uh, because I just felt we'd become part of the compliance engine and it would, mm. you know, and, and my mission was to change how people get into debt in America. Like we're not the typical fintech company. Well, you know, there's no doubt I manage a P&L, I care about the same, uh, KPIs is, is all, um, SaaS people. But the the number one KPI for mortgage coach, which you know creates the social change we're trying to make, is how many families get a total cost analysis. So that's always been our our number one metric, you know. And and not only if so how many loan officers create a total cost analysis, and how many families click on that link, you know, and that consumer. Yeah. And so I had always um, I made this BHAG up uh, with Joe Pateur, um and my co-founder Greg Wexler in our you know, executive team, we came up with this BHAG that if we could get to 2 million families a year getting that total cost analysis, that we're making social change. And so it's yeah. kind of like I just said, you know what? I, I don't want to bring in money. I don't want to corrupt the mission until we get to that 2 million. And um, we didn't hit the 2 million in 2019, but we were close enough that I really wanted to do a, a private equity deal in 2020. But COVID came along yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and and moved the cheese. And by the way, it ended up being a great thing for Mortgage Coach yeah. because that that literally accelerated the digital transition that's taking place. Uh, you know, that two-year COVID period, I, I think it, it accelerated things by a decade. And, yeah. and we had a great year. We I mean, a great two years during COVID because of the digital transition that was taking place. But I wanted to do it in 2020 and and by the time you know 2021 came along and you know we we brought in Vicero our investment banker David Groves is the man uh we uh we 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 just felt like you know what we've proof of concept you know this what we're doing makes perfect sense and now we got to put gas on fire you know we got to go fast there's more platforms getting into our space whether they're direct competitors or you know just doing those kinds of things we we need to have the the capital and the expertise to go faster and maintain our first mover position. So, you know, that was kind of why I did it. And that was why the timing of that. Uh, And so um, it's been great, you know, and it was just, I couldn't have got luckier that our private equity company at the same time that they were um, doing due diligence on mortgage coach. They were also doing due diligence on sales boomerang and, you know, they invested in both and, and now, mortgage coach and sales boomerang, you know, work together under the same, uh, uh, you know, ownership structure, and it just—it couldn't be a better fit.
0: Yeah, I agree. It, it, there's, there's there's a very a few deal deals that you look at from, from kind of where I, you know, from from outside, from outside, and you're like, oh my god, that makes a ton of sense. sense. And that, not knowing anything about LLR, but knowing, knowing a lot about, about what mortgage coach is and does, and what sales boomerang does, I'm like this this. Makes a ton of sense, and um, well, there. Well, so congratulations on that.
1: Yeah, thank you, thank you. Well, there's two things that that haven't become mainstay in the mortgage business, and I do believe that both will be, you know, cornerstones. You know, like the the last real acronym. When I say acronym, like there used to be no PPE product and pricing yeah. engine, and Optimal Blue and Loan Sifter define that. There used to be no LOS. I mean, that was something that. It was created in, you know, CRM, you know, those were all created a long time ago. And in the past five years, you know, point of sale was created like that's a new category. And I, I do believe when we, when we look at 2025 and 2027, there will be a category for data. Like, like right now, it's still a first mover opportunity. Although what sales boomerang is doing and data, it, it it's a category and it's yeah. and everybody's going to have to have borrower intelligence, um, to, to thrive and, and presentation, you know, a digital presentation. Uh, it's, it is a category and we just happen to be the first mover. So it couldn't have been a better fit is data, you know, borrower intelligence data, um, digital presentation together. Uh, we kind of, a marketing thing that Alex came up with. We are, we call it the sweetest thing. And actually, I don't have one of Candy my bars. Yeah. Well, Reese's peanut butter cups. Chocolate oh, there and peanut butter. So we, 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 we're we're kinda having some fun to create some uh some fun around our platforms. It was it's like we're chocolate and peanut butter and the sweetest thing in mortgage right now.
0: Right. I love it. And, and it is cool. You guys uh have fun. That's that's what's been from again from my seat watching what you guys do together. It is truly fun. And, and you guys are, obviously enjoy each other's uh, company. I think the, the, the teams mesh well and it's, it's just uh it's super cool to see it kind of come to life.
1: Yeah, no, we, we are, we're having a, a blast. We're, you know, doing good business, creating change for the industry and absolutely having a lot of fun in the process.
0: So last question, this will give folks a little bit of a glimpse into uh, Dave outside of uh, mortgage coach. Uh, let's talk about uh, college lacrosse a little bit, right? <laughs> I know you're uh, you're a big fan of the of the Cuse and their lacrosse program. But let's talk a little bit about your son's uh, college lacrosse career.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he he will. I mean, his his lacrosse career has been a lot of fun. You know, just a tremendous athlete. You know, to me, what's always important about sports isn't the sport itself, but the metaphor in life. You know, being a great team player. You know, having the you know the personal discipline to be the best you can be. And it's it's been a fun ride. He he actually is in the the portal right now, so he is not going to play for Syracuse next year.
0: Okay, uh, hey, free agent, he's out there, guys. Yeah, right,
1: right. Yeah, I know. You know, Syracuse had a few rough seasons. They've had some coaching changes, and uh, you know, the thing I'm so proud about my son is that you know he he dreamed about playing for Syracuse since he was you know in in uh, junior high, and and he yeah. achieved you know that mission and that vision uh but you know through his his you know two years at Syracuse he also learned that you know what like when he went there it was like lacrosse first you know and he's always been a good student so it wasn't like school was a distant second but you know at this stage in his life he's really school first and uh and 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 yeah so he's at the portal so he is Stay not tuned. on the, yeah, he, he's not playing for Syracuse next year, but he's, he's doing great things and it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: But I, I enjoy kind of uh, watching your, your travels uh, across the uh, the country, kind of watching uh college, college lacrosse. Yeah. I still it's love college cool...
1: lacrosse. We watched the games this weekend. It's going to be, um, it's going to be fun. Actually Rutgers is the one who um, recruited him first. He actually oh, no flipped from He committed to Rutgers and then, when Syracuse called him, he's like, you know, <laughs> like he had a Syracuse sweatshirt on. He would always want to play for Syracuse, and he flipped. But uh, congratulations to Rutgers, and uh, they're they're playing in the Final Four um, next week. So uh, nice, Rutgers ki- is killing it. It was a fun weekend of lacrosse.
0: Dave, well, hey, this, this is has man. been awesome. So it's uh, I guess I didn't need to be so nervous. This uh, is it's like a natural, natural conversation. conversation. So yeah. I appreciate. Appreciate everything you do for the industry and have done. Um, I sincerely appreciate you coming on my little uh, podcast and sharing some time with our audience. Any parting words for uh, for the audience?
1: Well, I mean, first of all, I want to thank you. I think this fintech Fridays. I wish, and I'm sure both of us wish this podcast would have existed when we were in startup mode. I also love it for executives, you know, to to get you know talk to fintech leaders and talk to people again. Product, people, and technology—you uh, know—so thank you for your service and what you're doing. And then, you know, FinLocker, I—I I just love what you're doing. I mean, it is definitely aligns with our mission. Uh, can't wait to get our integration together in the marketplace. Right so a little little public pressure <laughs> oh. for everyone that that is—you know—loving FinLocker, mortgage coach and FinLocker are going to be uh, integrated sooner than later. And um, anyway, just think, thanks for what you're doing. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me on your, your show.
0: Well, thank you. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next Friday. And, and thanks for uh, joining us on our FinTech Friday podcast. Thanks, all.
1: Cheers, everybody. All right.